What will you discover in Asheville, North Carolina? Your inner explorer as you hike mountain trails. Your creative streak as you stroll the River Arts District. In Asheville, the answers can surprise you. Don't miss Summer of Glass, now through September, featuring Chihuly at Biltmore and a community-wide celebration of glass with local exhibitions and tours. Visit exploreashville.com to plan your stay. Asheville, discovery inside and out. What's up, golf addicts? Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast. This episode is an interview with PGA Tour caddy John Yarbrough. John has been a caddy on tour for 21 years. He's caddied for Hunter Mahan, Scott Stallings, Gary Woodland, and currently with Smiley Kaufman. We sit down with John for a little while and talk about you know life on tour, statistics, kind of what his process looks like, as well as uh, just some funny caddy stories. So we hope you guys enjoy. As always, be sure to check out tourjunkies.net. We've got a lot of new stuff up on the shop right now for you guys to get into and uh thanks again for downloading this podcast with john yarbrough enjoy what's up golf addicts welcome to the Thor junkies podcast we appreciate you guys checking it out we have another outstanding caddy interview we love talking to the loopers out there on the PGA tours, they always make for just some good golf talk for all you golf nerds out there, but they're also usually good for a story or two. And we've got our, our friend John Yarbrough on the line. He currently caddies for Smiley Coffin, been on tour for it was 17 years, I believe. How's it going, John? It's going good. Uh, happy, uh, happy to be here and uh, glad you guys have me on. Yeah, man, we appreciate you coming on. So was, was I right with 17 years? Is that how long it's been? Uh, this is number 21 now. 21? Holy that moly. That started, they... uh, started in 1997 when my first season. So they need to update your profile on the APTC. That's what they need to do. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they, they must be slacking <laughs> on it. So you were out there showing boys like Paul Tesori around back in the day, huh? So you, you know what's up. You probably got great calf muscles, I'm uh, yeah, I actually uh, started uh, started caddy on the ladies' tours when I first started uh, back then in '97. So, yeah, I was so that was actually that's a great lead-in. That's my first question: is like I know you played played golf at University of North Texas, and uh-huh. like a- after the college golf stint, where how did you get into caddying on the LPGA tour? Which is a lot of a, a lot of caddies get started like that. But how did you get on the bag? Uh, I was I, I turned pro out of college and. Uh, my parents lived in Phoenix, so I'd go to, during the wintertime, when many tours and stuff weren't going on, I would go to Phoenix and practice uh, just because of the weather and stuff. And the course where I was uh, practicing that, there was some girls that played on the LPGA Tour that practiced there also, and uh, just got to I meet them, and we'd play money games and stuff like that. And since many tours didn't start up at that time till March or so, uh, I had some time off, and then uh, one of them called me just out of the blue and said, hey, you know, we're, we're actually playing in Tucson and Phoenix the next two weeks. Uh, any chance you want to catch well, I'd never catch a day, day in my life. had no idea what to do. 
but I said, yeah, you know, why not? A chance to make some money. I said, mini tour guy needs as much as he can get. So I was like, sure. And uh, I did two weeks, those first two weeks. And then the third week was their major at uh, Nabisco uh, down in, in Palm Springs. I did that yeah. one. That was my third. And then I never never went back to playing. So that, that, that was that was it. I've been caddying ever since. So basically, wow. a two week fill in, two week fill in turned out to be twenty one years and counting. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's awesome. That's that's pretty impressive. Uh, so I, I wanted to ask you this because this is recent. Did, did you get a chance to play in that uh, in the caddy tournament, the AT and T tournament at Trinity Forest? I did. Yes, I did. I, uh-huh. It was on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. How was it? It was good. I mean. It was, it's always fun when they first of all AT and T did. I mean AT and T and Trinity Force they put on a first class all the way event for us. I mean it was from banners to you know it, it was just a first class event and the course was it's unbelievable. It's it, it's way different. It'd be living here in Dallas. It's way different than anything I, any course around here because there's no trees, uh, a lot of rolling hills and uh, no rough. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a link. They want it to be a real linksy type course, but, but yeah, we had, we all had a great time and, uh, and there are some really good caddies players out there. That's for sure. And, like I think Paul, well, Paul shot 68, I think. I think it was Paul shot. Sorry. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know he's a player for sure. Um, yeah. So I know Trinity force is going to be the site next year of the, uh, uh, of the Byron Nelson, right? Um, yes. So it's going to be an interesting, an interesting change of pace. It sounds like it's a much different track than the Byron Nelson. Yeah, I think I think it it just be a. I think it'll be the atmosphere will be a little different. Period. I think you know I think the Byron is kind of known as a partyish type atmosphere. I think, and I think the, I think what I would guess is AT and T guys and stuff want it to be. A, a very, I guess, for lack of a better word, I guess more prestigious event to attract better player players. Even though the field this year at the Byron was, was great, I mean, Jason Day, Dustin Johnson, yep. I mean, Jordan, I mean, you know, so, so I don't know how they can get much better than that anyway. But uh, yeah, I just, just think it's, I think it'll be more corporate, I guess, so to speak. You know, uh, interesting. Like, yeah, the, the venues will be totally different. I mean, the courses. Of course, you know, there's not there's not a whole lot out by Trinity Four, so I'm not sure how they'll figure all that out. But uh, of course, itself is great. So. Looking forward to seeing that. So along those lines, too, you know, obviously you've been on tour for a long time. You've seen a lot of these courses over and over and over again. But when you get a new course like Trinity Forest, or um, you know, if you if you guys, uh, you know, WGC Mexico, like we had this year. When you get a new course, what's what's your process for like studying that course and being prepared uh, for that golf course so that you and Smiley can 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 go out there and conquer? Uh, the 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 main things that when I go out and walk a course, especially for the first time, is I'm always looking at places where where guys where where Smiley can miss it, where he can't. You know, where's the easiest places to get up and down. Our books are are so good that Mark Long makes these days. You know the, the numbers yeah. part. I mean that that's. I mean that's what he does, and those are always spot on. But but you obviously you have to go see and just for for that's mainly it. Places where you can get up and down. Uh, because 
it's still, you know, all these guys hit it. They all hit it so good. It's, it's just where where their misses end up is really what separates them, in my opinion. You know, how good your misses are. Yeah. And uh, you're missing in the right space all the time. It makes for simple up and downs. It keeps the momentum going. So that, that's that's the, the number one thing that I look for when, when uh, we get to a new course. Do you think um, do you think fatigue is a is a significant factor for guys who, you know, especially like, you know, not not that many guys were as privileged or, or as, you know, as deserving, I guess, because Smiley won one of his first events off the Web dot com tour. But you get a lot of these Web dot com grads, and they got to come out there and grind. I mean, they can't just they can't just play seventeen, eighteen events, um, you know, or you might have some of these journeymen, you know, who just need to rack up, you know, who need to get a win. They haven't had one in a while to keep their card, and they're playing four and five and six events in a row. Do you think fatigue plays a big factor into into that? And do you think it plays more of a factor with the young guys or the older guys? Or or do you think it just doesn't matter? If it's on the schedule, they're going to show up. Uh, I, I think fatigue definitely. I think for the most part, I mean, all, all the guys on tour are in really good shape as far as just the physical standpoint. Or most, especially the young kids are. They're all in really good shape. But yeah. I think mentally is, is where is, you get mentally fatigued. And after four or five weeks, we just came off of uh, Byron Nelson was our fifth week in a row. And, and, you know, you can just tell mental fatigue, you, you, they do some, hit some shots they wouldn't, would never hit, or, you know, just, just not quite as sharp mentally. And that leads to, to struggling, you know, more than anything. And uh, I think that definitely, definitely paid factors in to, to how they play. That's why most guys, Usually, only try to play two or three weeks in a row, but you get a guy like comes out of Q school that can't really pick our web finals. I guess it is now that they can't really choose their schedule yet. You know, right? And right. So if they're only if, if they're getting into five in a row or six in a row, they're playing all six because their starts are limited anyway. You know, a guy a guy that's been out here a year or two that can sort somewhat pick their schedule can can control their fatigue factor a lot better than the guy on the coming out of the web finals because they just have to play when they can play. It's, it's so hard to get starts out here now. I think some of the yeah the lower the lower end number on the web guys, I mean maybe it will get in fifteen all year. You know, fifteen, right. sixteen starts. So so yeah, but it's mental fatigue way more than the physical fatigue for sure. So kind of on the flip side of that, do you think that on Fridays when you've got guys who are, you know, around the cut line, but they know they're kind of, or maybe they're starting their round seemingly a long way off. Do you think there's a lot of that, you know, quote unquote, mailing it in on the PGA Tour these days? Uh, I'm I'm sure it happens occasionally. I mean, I I, I still think these guys, even when when things aren't going great, that they, they have such a some one of the competitive nature in them, you know that they. they they all they always want to do their best, but it's a pride thing too. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just strictly on pride, I I don't I don't see that guys mailing in. I think I think they they're always grinding. If anything, trying to take something positive into the next week. Uh, they might be trying some stuff that they wouldn't normally try, simply right. because they need to try to pull something off, and they you know their score may not reflect it. But I think guys just giving up. I, I just don't see that happen very much anymore. And plus, and once that goes back to the amount of money and FedEx, 
you know, every point you can get on FedEx count. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, just, I just don't see that happening much anymore. Well, John, we, uh, you know, we're big, we're big fantasy golf fans. I mean, we, Pat and I have loved golf since we were kids and we're big, we love playing golf. We, you know, we're based out of Augusta, Georgia. So uh, obviously the masters has been a big thing for us. And, you know, recently started the podcast in the last couple of years with the rise of fantasy golf and specifically even daily fantasy golf. Do you ever hear anything uh, between the caddies and players about daily fantasy golf? No, not, not really between caddies and players. We, we just always hear people Fans. from the crowd. Hey, how's your my fantasy? <laughs> what, you know, nice playing or, or nice bogey. How's your, your, your my fantasy this week? You're like, really? Like, <laughs> sorry, buddy. <laughs> but, but, yeah. But yeah, like, well, amongst them, no, no, not, not a whole lot. No. Every, everybody that we ask that question to says the exact same thing you just said. Um, oh, really? <laughs> that, that you've got these, that you've got these fans out there, you know, griping about a, a bogey when when it's affecting their fantasy lineup and and we always say we do not endorse that we we think that's stupid you guys are obviously out there because it's your job and it's your career and it puts food on your table and uh fantasy should not be taken that seriously so we apologize fantasy. for those guys that is oh no that's our fantasy is that it's fantasy <laughs> so, yeah exactly. it's fun to, yeah, it's fun to i mean i play I, I play fantasy football playing a couple different leagues it's great i mean i, I get way yeah yeah it's, oh yeah, it's a lot. Well, we're big into that too, and and, e- and way more bigger into. I don't know if that's a good phrase. Way more bigger. That's a. Uh, <laughs> that, sounded like, that sounded like me, David. That's that not like, sound like you. <laughs> we're way more bigger into daily fantasy <laughs> golf, even. So, and there's basically three things that that we look at when we evaluate whether or not you know a, a player should be considered in our lineups each week, John. That's like obviously okay. re- recent form course history and and statistics so we'll usually look at the course and kind of say you know based on this course and history you know we feel like strokes gained approach is important or scrambling is important or you know we'll put we'll pull out the ones that we think are most important do you think there's anything is there any secret sauce you think we could be missing when it comes to evaluating whether a player is going to have success on a certain course or not uh I think, you know, not necessarily. I mean, I think I think it's just relation to the course. Like, you know, like you take a course like next week at Bearfield. You know, I think like driving driving actually means nothing just because the fairways are huge there. You know, I think it's, it's a lot of course dependent stuff. You know, uh, yeah. But the green greens are really really wicked at more also. So good putters, I think, would weigh more heavily on that. You know, whereas driving would not. Yeah, I think it's a lot of just course dependent stuff as far as that. I think that's that's how I would go about it anyway, if I was choosing. Well, um, so John, John, one of the things we always hear from caddies is they always have great stories. So I want to know what's a what's a story you have over your twenty one years that you'll never forget. Uh, we were we were playing. This was probably. Uh, this had to be 2009, maybe. We we were playing in uh, the first playoff event at Barclays. First year we had at Liberty National, and the uh, the eighth hole, I think, I think eight or nine, eight, eight or nine, but it's a par five. And we were playing with Nathan Green, and he it, it was really tough conditions, wind was blowing, and, and Nathan was having a pr- pretty rough day. 
anyway, he, he hit this drive on the par five, kind of hit it down the right. And the, the par five had like, there was a run out at 300 something yards. And then there was like this 50 yards of just rough, no, no bunkers, no nothing, just rough before the fairway started. again. So I, I was working for John Mallinger at the time and we were just wanting, figuring he was just going to chip it back into the, you know, chip it towards the end of the fairway uh, for a second shot. Well, he takes the three wood and hits it, and it just goes in the rough part. And he he tells our walking scorer to, to call an official. So we're like, well, figure out what's going on, whatever. And the official comes up, and he, you know, most officials, hey, you know, what, what can I help you with, guys, or whatever. And he's like, and he's like, well, I just wanted, um, since you guys decided to put fairway or put rough where fairway should be, I thought you could come help me find my golf ball. <laughs> so. <laughs> And we're, it was just so like, I was talking to John about it. It was like, how do you come up with something like that? I mean, just, just to be thinking, just to, out, out, of, out of the spur of the moment, call the official, I just want you to help me find my old golf ball because this fairway should be here. So, since you had decided to add rocks. So, yeah, I, I I'll never forget that. I thought that was pretty funny. Pretty quick-witted, I guess, more than anything. Very, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so what is the first, so when you had your first big payday on tour, what what was what did you buy for yourself? How, how did you splurge? Uh, well, big big chunk went to my went to my son's college, <laughs> so I guess that's splurging. Uh, that's but, always good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think the first first win was. Uh, I think I bought. My, I've got my wife a car. Yeah, for, for the first win, it was a car. So that's just for her. So um, that's what, what she always wanted. That's yeah. But I, for myself, not not really anything. Uh, I was, I was cool. more like the first first win. Uh, I was with Morgan Pressel actually on a lace with the the major there, Nabisco. And uh, oh yeah, she, okay. She, she was nice enough. She she got me a Rolex on top of the win, so I got a watch. And so I didn't really splurge for myself. It, it was for my wife. So, but uh, yeah, that was the first one, first significant payday. Yeah. Well, you know, the Rolex is nice. Uh, oh, oh yeah, um, great. Still have it to this day. Yeah. Well, so talk, talk to us a little bit about how you landed on the bag with with Smiley. Uh, what 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 sort of led into that? Uh, well, I was, I was working for Hunter Mahan and, uh, uh, Smiley was, uh, he was, I guess he just let his guy go and it was towards, it was the end of the year and, uh, some interest had been brought to me if I had any, any interest whatsoever in, in, in working for him. And I, I thought about it and I talked to my wife and we said, you know, this good, uh, good young upcoming player, uh, you know, just why? Why not give it a shot? So, so I, I put my name in the hat, and I guess so to speak, for the job. And uh, a couple weeks later, Smiley uh, came back and he called me and said if I'd be willing to go to work for him. And you know, that's it's pre- pretty much it. I mean, it's, it's you know, I talked to his agent and uh, that kind of stuff too. But that, I mean, that's, that's basically how it happened. Just uh, I heard he was opening, and then there was some interest about my to my attention if I had any interest in it. And I thought about it and uh and I did. And I decided to take it. And then I had to 
I called Hunter, which was a, which is always a really, really tough thing to do, you know. Uh, but Hunter was great about it, super understanding, and you know, Hunter and I are still friends to this day. Uh, especially both living here in Dallas. Um, uh, but, but yeah, it's just one of those. It's never a good thing to do. It's never an easy thing to do, but uh, if you do it right, you know things always take care of themselves. What, uh, what's the relationship? Yeah. What, what's your relationship like with Smiley, just just on and off the course? Uh, it's it's, it's really good. We get along good. I mean, you know, I, I also you know, I understand that that he he is he is young, and then, you know that which is which is great. I think it gives me a little a new. Newer outlook, I guess, a fresh outlook on you know, especially after 21 years, a fresh outlook on doing it, on doing this for a living. Uh, but yeah, he, he's he's very uh, he, he likes a lot of information, and he 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 depends on me quite a bit for for that information. And you know, he treat trusts me, gives me full reign to say what I need to say, or or you know, if the time comes uh, off the course, we're fine. You know, like. Uh, I, him being in, living in Birmingham and me in Dallas, we don't spend much time off the golf course. Uh, we may go to dinner occasionally here and there if if, our, if my wife's out or his his girlfriend's out. Uh, we may go to dinner, but uh, yeah, you know, just just with anything. Most of the time, when you spend that much time with each other on the course, you both kind of need to do your own things off the course. You know, but but yeah, yeah I, I, we, we get along great though. Yeah, it, it's been a been a, uh, a lot of fun so far. Well, I know, you know, back kind of earlier this year, it looked like Smiley was struggling a little bit, but it seems since the beginning of May, he's really he's really starting to play wetter, better. What's uh, what's clicking for, for him these past few weeks? Uh, you, you know what? He's, he hasn't really changed anything that he's, that he's doing. Uh, he just kept working on the same things, working, working, working. And, uh, I think after, after I per, personally, I think once once the Masters was here, and you know he he wasn't in the Masters, like you know like last year in the last group on Sunday, and this year not in the Masters. I think that added even even more little extra fire under him to to get this thing turned around. And um, he's been driving it great the last five weeks. I mean, if he drives it good, he hits it far. So. He's driving it anywhere close to the fairway, if not in the fairway. It's a huge advantage for us, and he's been driving it really good the last five weeks. So that uh, I think, along with not being in the Masters and just overall everything he's been working on, kind of clicking. He hadn't really changed anything he's been working on. Just just keep working on the same things. That that's been the thing that uh, kind of clicked in and kind of getting him over the hump a little bit. Well, we've we've definitely seen that, especially the last few weeks. Um, so, one of the big things that, that Smiley is involved in is uh, the spring break, the SP2K17 this year, and then last year was when it started. So, if right. uh, if you had a caddy SP2K18, so next year, who would you take, and where would you go? God. Uh-huh. Or who would I take? I, I mean, I, it's probably my my closest buddies on tour, which would be Adam Hayes, uh, Jimmy Johnson, uh, Brian Smith, 
um, Lance Bennett and Brian Reed. I guess uh, those those guys. Uh, we 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 spent a lot of time together, and uh, well, yeah. Where would we go? Huh. Now I I know I know Reed is with Kyle is with Kyle Stanley, and we know Adam Hayes is such a great guy is with John Rom. Who are those other guys with? Uh, he, uh, Jimmy Johnson works for Justin Thomas. Okay, and uh, Brian uh, Smith works for Kyle Rifers. Okay, and uh, but yeah, that. No, those would be those pretty much guys we hang out with on a you know quite quite a bit. Uh, I I I would say Cabo. I've never been to Cabo. So I always wanted to go to Cabo. So that might be my. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So now I've heard so many good stories about Cabo. I would like to see it for myself, I guess. <laughs> uh, so would you? Would y'all just play rounds of golf the whole time with your shirts off? Or, or would you actually? Uh, go, would you? Would you switch that up? <laughs> I don't think there would be any golf played. To be honest, <laughs> so, I think it'd be a whole lot of beach time, beach and bars. I think more, more than. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 don't, I, I don't. I like that. I'm not too sure we'd see a lot of golf course. <laughs> <laughs> That's what surprises me about SBTK 17. That they actually play all this golf. I'm kind of thinking they 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 would want to break from that, but it is what it is. Yeah, they do, so. Play all they they play the whole day for every day they play all yeah. day long. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I got one more, and then I'll let David kind of wrap us up. But uh, who's yeah. a player on tour other than Smiley that that most people don't know about that that you kind of you think might be a multiple winner in the next couple two three years? Uh, and you can't say John Rom. You can't can't say John Rom. Well, I, <laughs> I think yeah, he, he's uh yeah John's. He's turn. He's quite the player. That's for sure. Uh, I would get. I would think. Uh, I, I like Trey Mullinax's game a whole lot. He, yeah, he's a bomber. Yeah, he's a bomber. Rookie, rookie guy. Uh, I, I think I. I really like his his whole game. He can. He's got the whole package. You know, he's been struggling a little bit lately too. I think, but it, it's all right there, for sure. And those yeah, uh, JT Poston. I mean, he, he's he's a super quiet guy, but man, he, he's he's had a pretty solid year overall, and that he's he's another good young player. Yeah, we like the Postman. He's been on our show before. Uh, oh, he has. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he had a good all around uh, game. He, he does. I mean, he, yeah, those two guys. I think in the next couple of years it wouldn't surprise me at all seeing both win a couple of times. Yeah. So all right, we got a couple of questions that that our, our listeners tweeted in that they wanted to know. Um all right. this so we're interesting. gonna hit you Yeah, oh it is gonna get interesting. Um we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna hit you we're gonna hit you with those and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Um okay. so at Andrew Newberry Ask what's the craziest thing a spectator has ever done or said to you or your guy during a round? Uh, I don't know. Late, lately, because I have a I have a hat uh, endorsement deal with with Natural Light, and I get <laughs> asked all, all the time. That every week, someone's offering to, to pay for my hat because I guess they don't they don't make them. Natural Light doesn't actually make them for sale. Oh really? 
Yeah, so I get guys ask me all the time. They offer me cash for my hat every week. <laughs> What's your best offer? Two hundred is the highest bidder so far. Two hundred, nice. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I had in Phoenix, I had in Phoenix I had a guy offer me two hundred bucks. We were staying in the But yeah, of all places, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would and, be uh, it would be Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that uh, uh yeah, that you, you and Smiley with the Natty Light. Yeah, yeah. I got the deal through Smiley, and it's uh, yeah. But every single week, I get asked that. Yeah, that's that's cool. So we'll just have to tell our listeners if if you guys want the natty if you guys want the natty light hat you're gonna have to go above two hundred bucks to get it off of off of John's head. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this next one came in from a guy who you probably know. Uh, this is from at John Peterson TGA. Oh, there's, there's no telling what he had. To say. <laughs> John, John's a friend of the podcast. He's been on the show a couple times. Uh, John wants to know how you cover up a fart on live TV. Uh, <laughs> that's, huh. Any tips I, for that? No, I, I wouldn't know what to do. Just uh, own up to it, I guess. <laughs> you got to own it. <laughs> yeah, you got to own it. There's, there's no hiding it. If it's on the microphone and TV, you got to own up to it, I guess. Yeah, well, my re- my reply to him is he would never have to worry about it because they only show the top ten players in the world anyway on TV. So <laughs> wow, I think he'll I think he'll be good. Uh, yeah, and that's that's not as that's not as much a slam on JP as it is the coverage. It's just terrible. But, it um, is, yeah. It's it's the the leaders and no one else. Yep. But he's all uh, right. John, it's always good for a good tweet or two. His tweets are fun. Uh, really fun. he's he's amazing. Um. All right, this one comes in from at MarkJ9. Mark wants to know, what is the proper PGA Tour method of raking a bunker? I always say uh, push, don't pull. You know, because when you, when you pull, pull on the rake, it, it, it leaves the rut. And, you know, the, the I guess from, from the whatever the knobs in the rake, yep. whatever you want to call it. So when you push... You know, it just leaves it flat and smooth. So that's and, that's what and I'm aren't you doing. supposed to push in the direction of the flag? Is that right? Uh, that, that's hard. That's hard because mo- mostly guys are walking in sideways. So I mean, that's, that's kind of hard if you're walking. You know, they're, they're going right, sideways. Yeah. So yeah, you'd be in there all day if you tried to do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay. Um. At Worm2126 wanted to know, what's the worst yardage you've ever given a player by mistake, and what happened? Uh, I'll never forget this one either. This is my first I'm sure. first, year, first year of caddying, and uh, a girl I was working for, her name was Lisa Kiggins. It was the first girl I ever caddied for, and we were coming down the stretch, and it was she was right on the cut line. And uh, last hole of the day, Hits the shot going going at the right at the pin flies right over the back of the green. You know, and she couldn't figure out what was wrong, and it was a bad yardage on my part. I mean, I'm missing the cut, and I, I still, I mean, 21 years later, I, I still makes me still think about stomach. it. Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's all it's, it's a horrible, horrible thing. You know, we're all human, and, and mistakes yeah. do happen. But when something like that happens, that like there's you know, there's no recovering. It's the last hole. There's nothing else you can do. Uh, yeah, that's so awful. And still, still do about it. I mean, that's just terrible. 
Well, if your worst one was 21 years ago, that means <laughs> that means you learned from your mistake. <laughs> That's just the one. Um, that yeah. Sticks out the most. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our last our last Twitter question comes from at Brian Chipper, and he says, "What do you like to do during rain delay?" But uh, we we just sit around. I mean, ho- hopefully, I mean, in the past, well, four or five years, our caddy areas and stuff have gotten so much better. It's actually somewhat pleasant to sit around in, in the rain delay now. It's, you know, it's not bad. You know, they always have good food for us and air conditioning when it's hot and everything. But yeah, we just kind of sit around. You know, we all we all try to play weatherman, figure out when we're going to get back out there again. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, wonder, wondering, you know, if it's on a Sunday, or then we're wondering if we're going to make our flight, you know. But, yeah, we're really just sitting around and uh, just all talking and uh, don't really do much. You know, call home maybe every night if we're out there for a long time. But, yeah, that, that's really yeah. about it. We're just all sitting around waiting to go. But we're always the last to so. know. Yeah, you know, that's they'll right. Tell, they'll tell the players, they'll tell the volunteers, everyone else. And finally, they, they get to us to, to tell them. But yeah, that's nice. That's yeah. I wish there I wish there was something we say we could do, but we we don't really do anything but sit. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, well, we appreciate uh, appreciate everybody who tweeted in questions. Uh, that was good. That was, that was fun, including John Peterson. We we even barely appreciate his question. Um, <laughs> clearly, the most immature question in the group. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we expect um, nothing left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Last question: Who do you think would be a good caddy for us to interview that would be entertaining for our listeners? Uh, you've had Adam on before. No, we've actually never think, had Adam. We we talked to Adam oh, all the time. Oh, we've never okay, never had him. Adam we have. Be, I think he'd be a good one. We got to get him. On it. Yeah. Who else? One more. I think uh, Brent, Brennan Little would be really good. Brendan oh, Little, who's he for? He works for Gary Woodland. Uh, okay. And uh, also uh, Brett Waldman, which who works for Charlie Hoffman. Those, those two guys would be really good, I think. And cool, we might have to somehow, get you to help us out. Yeah, somehow if you can convince Kevin uh, Bale, who who works for Jason Duffner, that would be your probably your all time show of all time. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> the all time one. Oh, Kevin is one of the funniest guys I've ever met. He is absolutely hilarious. Nice, yeah. That that so he's the he's the mecca. Just 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 look at some of his tweets, and you'll <laughs> you'll uh, you'll get a good idea of his his sense of humor and stuff. It's, he's pretty You're good. Fun. Well, speaking of Twitter, John, we uh, you're you're at JY Looper on Twitter. We've got John Yarborough, caddy for Smiley Kaufman, been on tour for 21 years. We appreciate you uh, taking the time to hop on the Tour Junkies podcast and chatted up with us a little bit we wish you uh a continued success as you guys have gotten hot here the last month and uh hope to see you guys close out the year and uh, with a few majors and uh you know maybe a president's cup showing all that fun stuff you guys uh, we wish you the best well i appreciate it. yeah we're looking forward to a good busy summer but yeah we're looking forward to it i, I appreciate you guys having me on it's a good time all-new Ellen, mother-daughter duo Kate Hudson and Goldie Hawn, plus the new Bachelor, Colton Underwood. If all goes well, then I'm going to go back to his fantasy suite. Ellen, today at 3 on NBC4. Today is going to be the day we move ya. Come on and make
minutes right now. News for today. Wake up with us. 4 to 7 a.m. on NBC4. Working for you. All New Ellen, Michael Strahan. Plus, a little cruise ship dancer taking over social media. People were coming up to me and asking me for autographs. It was kind of awkward. But... Right, well, it's going to be more awkward now. Ellen, today at 3 on NBC4. Imagine moving into a new home and hearing scratching, screeching every night. Inside the walls, hundreds of bats. They just took over that. I had no idea. Warning signs something could be lurking in your home. Today at 5 on NBC4.